Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. Four women born in four different decades on a mission to help you eat right, get strong, and feel confident in your body. We have all struggled with our body image and confidence at some point, which is why we came together to create this podcast, to remind you that no matter how old you are, you can do this. All you need is support and us, your four empowered besties, to help you crush it on your health and fitness journey. Join us each week for an episode packed on not just what to do, but how to actually do it. We share the crap that no one else talks about because you deserve to succeed and we love keeping it real. Whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, or beyond, we got you covered. From four badass women to another, know that we love you, we appreciate you, and you deserve to feel good in your body. Now let's dive in. Welcome back to the Decades of Strength podcast. I'm your host today, Kim Schlag, and with me I have joining me Sam Altieri, Sarah Duff, and Marcy Nevin. Hi, ladies. Woo! Hi. What's going on? What's happening in everybody's life today? Sarah, talk to us. Um, Well, immediately prior to this, I managed to uh, release something in my glutes using my massage gun. So I'm not going to lie, I'm feeling pretty free. Uh, (laughs) I was wondering where that was going to (laughs) go. I was when I was doing it. I was like, oh my God, my back was really sore, so I knew something needed to happen. Um, and in other news life, I have, oh my God, it's been, it's been a crazy week or so. I've got group coaching programs starting next week and the week after, so I've been busy getting prepped for that. And then also writing my course, Inferior No More, which is coming out kind of the week, two week time. Um, so it's all systems go. Um, I ha- I'm just running around like a blueless, bottomless, arseless fly. <laughs> I'm so excited about it all. Um, Sarah, yeah. who is your group coaching for? Tell us about it. Uh, the group coaching is basically for any um, women who are at, right now struggling with self-esteem, confidence, and they use food, booze, shopping, any of the things to deal with emotions. And um, so it's all about doing the kind of inward, deeper work um, to improve the relationship with self. So it's kind of deep delve, um, deep delve coaching and um, to get people to transform, to do the stuff that really needs to happen to make long life transformation real. Nice. All right, yeah. everyone listening, ladies, make sure you're following Sarah if you want more information on that. Thank you. So, so Marcy, what's going on? Mm, well... It has been a crazy few weeks over here just because I took on a bunch of new one-on-one clients and there's always a lot of work up front. So getting programs written and clients onboarded, um, but it's a very lovely experience at the same time. So I'm always super grateful for the new ladies who I get to work with. So been doing that, um, starting to look for a place to live because I have to move next month or I I would like to move next month. (laughs) Um, And that's always like an overwhelming process because I've got to be honest, I'm super picky and I I know beggars can't be choosers, but I'm trying to be. Um, (laughs) I found it's interesting, like Sam and I, Sam, Sarah and I, we talk about manifestation a lot and I found this place right down the street from where I am now. It's right around the corner from my gym, literally right next to the walking trail that I go on every morning <gasps> next to downtown. It's newly, it was just built. So it's white with like the, 
um, marble countertops and the gray hardwood floors, two bedroom, two bath. It's also twice the amount that I want to spend. <laughs> um, and I went and I, like, I ran into the guy who is leasing it or who's renting it out. And we were just talking and I was asking him about it. And he was kind of a jerk. It was almost like he was looking at me like, oh, I don't think you can afford this, you know? And I was just telling him my situation. And uh, then I ran into him again on one of my walks last week and we were talking about it more because he was finally putting it on the market and the guy asked me out like he asked me out like on a date <laughs> oh, what? Uh, uh, no I think I'm good thanks guy, <laughs> 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 but he's like he's almost 10 years older than me. He's got four kids. And I'm just like, yeah, no, I, I don't, I'm not ready for that right now. And then I ran into him again yesterday. <laughs> He's literally right down the street from my house. Um, and I went in and I looked at it and we like had this great talk and he started talking about like the universe and manifesting. And he's like, oh, I just think that like the universe puts things in your, uh, kind of like in your orbit when it needs to be put there. And I'm like, yeah, no, I agree with that. But unless you want to cut the ret in half, <laughs> <laughs> and no, I'm not dating you. <laughs> but uh, so that but please was, cut the rent in half. I was like just like thinking about doing it because it's so amazing. Um, why so yeah, not? that and other than those two things, uh, California, like the cases have spiked, so everything's getting shut down again. And yeah, just trying to process that because it felt like things were going back to normal, and now we are back on lockdown. So I have an appointment tomorrow for a PRP facial, microneedling facial. And I was like, I am just sitting over here with my fingers crossed, like, please do not get an email saying that my appointment's canceled. So that's what's going on in my world. Marcy, for what level of lockdown will it be? Like no restaurants and no anything again? Like, so um, you can do outdoor seating for restaurants. Okay. Nothing okay. indoors, gyms are locked down again, hair salons, barbershops, um, anything wow. that you would like be inside. It's almost like back to the, the phase one. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Not good. Not good. Anyway, I have rambled long enough. Sam. Hello, friends. Um, what's new with me? Um, something actually not really related too much to wellness and health, although it can be, I guess, a parallel. Um, but I am starting a little spin-off of coaching and I'm starting to do some business coaching. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, I've had I've had a lot of people reach out to me asking me, like all of us, like how we've maybe left a previous job or went fully online and um it's been like a year in the in the making of like these questions and I'm like I just did it. I don't know how I did it. And over the past few months, I've been figuring out like how I actually did it. And um, in the past week, like four people had reached out to me and asked, and I was like, okay, if this isn't enough breadcrumbs of a sign from the universe to start this, then I don't know what is. And I, my, my reservation was like, well, 
I don't know. Like, I don't think I'm ready to do this. And I'm like, what, what am I saying? Like my, one of my mantras is like, you have to start before you're ready. You're never going to be ready. Like time is now baby. And I'm like, these people are asking me for help because they want help. Like I, it's, I'm just being selfish, turning them away. So, um, I just kind of put it out there in the world and I already have like six people that are super interested. So I'm, I'm starting a, it's, it's going to be what's called, instead of like a business coaching program, that sounds so like unfun, um, a like business mentorship. So it's a lot more intimate and it's for guys and girls, um, but like women, men, whatever, that are looking to, maybe they've started something in person or they've maybe started something online, but there's just no traction there. So helping them get all of the systems, um, have a work-life balance, like energetics, time management, how to attract your clients, how to talk to them, all the things that I've learned over the course of the past few years. And now I'm, now I'm actually starting to understand and then I can teach. So nice. I'm really excited because that's yeah. like the next little chapter for, that's for me. And it is. So Sam, is it specifically um, for people who are in the health and wellness space or is it any business? No. So I have, um, I actually have a woman who I met on my silent retreat. She's a piano teacher and, um, I'm going to be coaching her. So no, okay. the no, I think eventually it'll probably narrow down to, that's just the people that are in my network generally, but no, it's like the same principles apply. So it's like, if you're looking to grow and you know that there's more in you and that's like, I just want to show up and support those people. It's uh, super exciting. Fantastic. So. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, my big goings on around here are that I had nothing going on. I was on vacation and it was wonderful and fabulous. And I didn't realize how much I needed it. Uh, it was such a good week. Mm -hmm. I spent so much time doing nothing and I really need to do more nothing. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, I had days upon days of doing nothing. Like we would swim in the ocean for hours. Like we would swim for hours. The water was perfect. The waves were perfect. And there was a group of 12 of us there. Um, it was supposed to be a family reunion from all over the country and that just couldn't happen. So we let our kids bring friends and there was just you know, a little bit of family, mostly just kids and friends. And then we just swam and then I would nap on the beach, which, oh my gosh, I, there's just nothing nicer than napping on the beach. And then we'd make a nice big meal and then play games. Or I would sit, I sat on the front porch. This house had an amazing front porch and I would just sit on the porch and read and literally do nothing and just watch people walking around. It was a great time. Oh Life um, is good. Life is good. Life is good. And that's actually, um, that's actually what spawned this discussion topic that we're going to have today in my mind. Um, today, our topic is being present. Mm. Um, we're going to talk about what that means and why it's helpful and how exactly do you go about doing that. Now, for me, being on vacation really helps with being present. Clearly, that's, that's not a workable strategy for all of you to listen to. Like, what do I need to learn to be? How do I get to be present? Go on vacation <laughs> and, and do nothing for days on end. But for me, it was apparent. Um, that I was, I was not having my mind go in 20 different places all the time, which is where I usually am. You know, I'm always thinking about what I've already just done. Did I do it well? Did I miss something? What still needs to get done? Like there's this constant like hum in my brain of both of those directions, which makes it really hard to be focused in the moment. And so that's what we're going to talk today about 
is how to actually make that happen. So ladies, why don't we start here? Where are you at in your life with this idea of being present? Is it something you struggled with? Is it something that comes natural to you? Is it something you haven't given much thought to yet? Um, let's start there. Sam, why don't we start with you? Sure. Yeah, this is definitely, uh, I'm work in progress in this arena. Um, if you ask anyone that knows me on a very personal level, they will tell you that I am often the friend that's overbooked, um, super packed, always doing something, go, 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 do, do, do. Um, and that's just, that's just who I thought I was. Um, I was very much like, yeah, I just like, I'm a high achiever. Like, I just love doing things and blah, blah, blah. And what I've come to find out through lots of, um, like really low lows and overwhelm and stress is that that's not actually who I am. That's just my conditioning. And actually I am the most impactful and successful when I'm slow and all of the clarity and breakthroughs and aha has happened in stillness. And I only wanted to do and do and do and go and go and go to distract myself from the uncomfortable stuff, whether it was like emotions or experiences or whatever. And, um, and I'm saying that from like the other side of it, because while I was in it, I didn't know that I was distracting myself. It was just what I did. It was just like my default. So for anyone out there that is a high achiever or like just is constantly doing and going and overwhelmed and stressed out and booking and your calendar looks like fucking shit show and you can't even, you don't even remember like when the last time you, you know, took a breath. Um, I get it. I've been there. And now I am almost reversing and unlearning a lot of that pattern by intentionally scheduling chill time, reading time, doing breath work, especially during the day in the midst of what could become overwhelm and then turn into a snack filled evening. Um, and like, that's, that's pretty much my relationship with it. I was not present for most of my life. Um, and I'm only coming to a place of finding that balance, but it's like a daily thing. You know, I'm like still very much like I have the days where you get to the end of the day, you know, and you're like, what the fuck was that? I don't even remember what I just did. And then you have days where there's like boredom and you can't sit with the boredom. So then you do something to distract yourself. So I think part of the presence is, um, comes from just practicing not being like having all of the times of not being present has helped me be present. If that makes sense. Absolutely. So I, I had to get really low. Um, and I'll be honest, like I haven't really shared this yet, but, um, in the past few weeks, I've just had a lot of, I, there's, it's been really emotional, let's just say that, um, and kind of coming to terms with some stuff in my past and present and kind of just like sitting with it and being okay with it um, and realizing that like if I didn't get that low and I didn't have that, those breakdowns, there's no way I would have actually like tried to be better or like outgrown that. So. For me, it has taken the low to start to get back to a place of neutrality and balance and presence in my life. So I will say that I, I've had very dark times. Um, although I am a positive and upbeat person, I have had very dark 
times in solitude that I don't talk about because they're not fun. Um, but if I didn't have those, I wouldn't be able to support any of my clients or like show up and talk about it. So yeah, a lot of non-presence to find some presence. (laughs) I like that, Sam. I really do. I think that's the way it is for a lot of us. That's fantastic that you shared that. Uh, Marcy. Yeah. So I relate to much of what Sam said. And I think my lack of presence over the years was driven from this feeling of not enoughness. And like, I always had to prove myself by doing. So I could not be enough just as is relaxed, present, you know, peaceful. Um, I had to be doing proving, hustling for my worthiness. And it's really interesting because although I spent so many years doing that, I actually, you know, hoping for a certain outcome, believing that it would make people um, like me more, respect me more, that I would get more validation because that's kind of another core wound of mine from childhood is not being seen, not being heard, always feeling like I live in other people's shadows, whether that was my own father or my brother or, you know, my, my cousins. And then even when I got into relationships with men into adulthood, um, I felt like I was overshadowed by them as well. So I was always trying to do something to prove like, Hey, I'm worthy. Look at me. Look what I'm doing. And yeah, like I said, it had the opposite effect because I was never present. And part of that was, you know, doing when it came to like business or even just the piddly stuff, like the the stuff that you keeps you busy but not productive. Oh, I'm going to do all the shopping and the cooking and the cleaning and work a full-time job, you know, all of that so that I can earn people's respect. And then on the other hand, it was in the gym, you know, being meticulous about my diet, never able to slow down when it came to that in order to control how my body looked. Because if I felt my, or if I thought my body looked a certain way, then I would be more lovable and that the people in my life would respect me and wouldn't leave me. And yes, that backfired big time. It is a lesson that I had to learn five years ago, what, six years ago now, uh, when my ex-husband, I think I've told this story already, came home and was like, I don't want to be married to you. And then my current relationship ended as well. Um, and I think that both of those, I mean, there were a lot of things going on, but I think the overarching theme was my lack of presence and my, I guess, I I call it self-centeredness. And it wasn't like a, I mean, it was kind of like a look at me, but not in a, a narcissistic or I think I'm so wonderful. It's like, I feel so bad about myself. Look at me and give me attention and tell me I'm pretty and I'm wonderful and all of that. Um, So yeah. And you know, I struggle with it. Like I have to be so present in my job. You know, I was training clients for 12 years and it was like, I had to give them all my attention. And then, you know, the online business, like you girls know, like we have to give our clients all the attention. So sometimes, and I'm an introvert um, and I feel people's feelings. uh, So at the end of the day, 
I would come home and all I would want to do is just like be mindless and like scroll my phone and just not have to talk and, you know, kind of be in my own head. And when you're in a relationship with somebody and you are not paying them attention, like that is very hurtful. So my ex-boyfriend, like he had a huge problem with my Instagram and he said, you know, even a couple, like a month ago, we were talking, he's like, I have so much resentment for Instagram. And like, every time I see you on your phone, I want to rip the phone out of that, your hand and throw it in the street. <laughs> and, and yeah, it's like, it's, it's a big wake up call because he would try to talk to me and I'd be like, Oh no, no, I have to respond to this DM or I have to respond to this comment. Um, and yeah, that was, it's sad to think about. And even my mom has said like, cause she was really close to my ex-husband. She's like, you know, we would get in the car and you would immediately get on your phone and start scrolling. And Jason would like, give me this look, like roll his eyes, like, Oh, here she goes again. You know? So yeah. Um, again, like what Sam was saying, this is all vulnerable and it's hard to talk about, but it is the, the capital T truth and it is mm -hmm. my reality. So we appreciate you sharing it. Hopefully I've learned that lesson this time around and will not repeat it. Marcy, and I'm still learning hard. that lesson. It's still hard. Like <laughs> I'm still living in my freaking subconscious mind on autopilot, you know, and I have to be very, very mindful. And I will, I keep on rambling. So I'm sorry. I will share this one thing going back to earlier when I was talking about manifestation. So Sam, Sarah, and I have done this manifestation work. And part of it is like unblocking what's called your, your shadow self. So it's the the parts of you that you don't like, that you disown, that you don't want to acknowledge because it makes you feel inferior um, or it's not societally correct, so to speak. And one of the assignments is you have to reach out to a handful of people in your life and ask them like what they notice about you that, that limits you. And I reached out to Sam and one of the things that she like wrote back was you're not present. Like you're always distracted. You're on your phone, you're doing whatever. And like, I completely, of course it's hard to hear, but like I completely owned it because I knew that it was true. So that's a lot of great exercise. Huh? I was going to say, that's such a great exercise. Like oh. just, just to do, I mean, it's a dose of humble pie and realness, but yeah. if you're, if you want to up level, it's a very fast way to do so is mm -hmm. ask people in your life to give you feedback and just be open. And honestly, I think that's, that's probably how we've all leveled up too. is like, I just ask people like, how can I be better? Plus tell me what's not tell me what's wrong, but like, tell me how I can be a better version of Sam because I like the, the question that Marcy specifically used. Tell me how I limit myself. I think that's mm -hmm. a really good way to put it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a powerful question. I don't know. I don't know if I want to ask anybody that right now. It's, it's, it's that's hard. hard, but it's, it's powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Sarah. Sarah went MIA. <laughs> oh. Oh, but but Marcy, Marcy, yeah. I, I wanted to just respond to what you said about the phone thing, because, um, I'm, I'm very present in my life, but when we are in the car, Kurt always calls me on, why are you always on your phone in the car? And mm -hmm. I've always, um, no matter like who I'm with, it's just always been a, I hate the car. And I think it's because I feel trapped and it's, mm. it's not like I'm physically trapped, but it's also like I'm trapped in my own head. Right. And it's like, yeah. 
oh my God, I have to just sit with myself. I can't do anything. I can't work out. I can't whatever, all the things I can't walk. I can't. And there's, I was like focusing on all the things I couldn't do. And so we talked about it because I was like, oh, it, does it bug you? Like, why does it bug you? I just like asked him out. Right. And he was like, well, it's like, this is quality time we could be spending together. Even if we're not talking, it's just like being present here. And I was like, wow, thank you for saying that. Because I never understood, like he would get upset, but I didn't understand why. And, and once we unpacked it, I was like, oh, this, this could mean something to him, even though that's not what it, like, it's not like I'm trying to disrespect his face. It's just, it's like, I'm just scrolling or I'm responding mm-hmm. to clients or I'm on Instagram or I'm looking at Pinterest or, you know, but it's like, so, it could be having a conversation with him or something, you know? Yeah. Sam, that's so interesting you say that because that was an issue in my relationship with Jeff because he, like, he loved watching movies or shows um, and a lot of stuff, like, I didn't necessarily want to watch or I wasn't into. And so I would use that time to scroll my phone. He felt that was disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, there were other times when, yeah, maybe, like, I needed to be more present with him if he was, like, having a conversation with me and I was still on my phone, which is super disrespectful. I get it. But it's interesting because I felt like the car ride, I can relate to Kurt, was a time that we could be present with each other. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, sometimes I would be on my phone because, oh, this is like some downtime that I can respond to things. But he would immediately put on either a podcast or like he had one of those things that you could mount your phone on and like watch videos or like YouTube, whatever, while you're driving or li- listen to it, not watch it. <laughs> that doesn't sound safe. Yeah. <laughs> we got in the car. It's like, so what podcast do you want to listen to? So like, let me find something on YouTube. Like, Oh, let's watch it. Will fortune or like family feud. I'm like, uh, d- okay. How is this any different than me yeah. being on my phone? Right. Yeah. And, and then if I would be on my phone, he would get upset. And I was like, yeah, but you're not paying attention to me either. Like I want to talk and connect and I feel like we can't do that if you always need to be stimulated in the car so that's totally I just learned something very briefly I don't want to go on this tangent but that's how dudes like bond with females is by doing something they love with a female I just recently learned that that's actually like their quality time Whereas mm-hmm. females are like, let's talk about our feelings and like, let's talk about life and like, oh, all the dreams we have and like all the things, you know, or like the fun stuff. And, um, and when, when my friend Jess, who, who's like, she's like very well versed in relationships and she's, she deals with a lot of emotions, men and women. She told me this. I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. That's it's why really Kirk just wants to put on YouTube of people building cabins in the woods. And he's like, just come sit next to me and watch it. I'm like, I mean, okay, sure. If that makes you, if that's great, but like, that's not what I need. So I think it's, it's like a matter of like expressing your needs in that, in that sense mm-hmm. is like, Hey, this is what you need. And this is what I need. We can get both of our needs met, but how can we do it in a way that doesn't feel like icky, you know? Well, and I think yeah. compromise, compromise too, because yeah, like that was a thing that came up in my relationship is Jeff would always want me to watch these YouTube videos that he thought were funny, but like, I did not think were funny at all. And so I would, I wouldn't really pay attention or I wouldn't laugh. And he's like, how can you not laugh at this? It's hilarious. I'm like, but I don't think it is like, why, why do I have to 
you know, sit here and watch this, but yeah. that exactly like that is what he wanted. That was his version of quality time. And yeah, looking back, I'm like, oh, if I could have just given him that, like, would it, would it really have been that hard for me just to sit there for a few minutes, like, <laughs> pretend it was say. fun? It's like, pick your yeah. battle, right? Maybe that would yeah, have been the thing fun. that you would have been like, oh, fuck it. I'll just deal. You know, I'll, I'll, maybe you'd grow to like it, you know? And like, yeah. maybe yeah. it would be something you want. But at the end of the day, I think, Kim, like the question that you're, that you were asking is like, for sure, it's like, how can you be present and get your needs met? And whoever you're with, whether it's a partner or not, it's like, mm-hmm. it kind of sometimes comes down to like, you aren't present in your life because everything around you seems boring or not good enough or not as stimulating enough, but like maybe just like give it a shot. And I've been trying to take that approach a little bit to stuff that I initially find boring or un- unenthralling or like just mm-hmm. meh. I'm like, well, I just gotta just, let me just try it, you know? Yeah. And like, it's like sushi. I hated sushi when I first heard it. And now I love sushi. <laughs> I still so- hate sushi. <laughs> You know, a point that both of you have brought up multiple times now, and hopefully we'll get Sarah back on here and she can chat about this too a bit, but one of the things it seems like maybe is limiting us from being able to be present right now that in the past perhaps was not as big of a deal is um, the availability of electronics, like the mm-hmm. that ever present. Because before, like if you were in a car, unless you were listening to the radio for many, many years, there wasn't anything else you were going to do. And then we got TVs in cars. So I guess if you were sitting in the back, you could watch, you know, my minivan had a TV in there. But now the ability to have electronic stimulation with you 24-7 is always there. Yeah. Yeah. Kim, what is is your relationship with your phone and technology? And I also want to hear what your, do you have boundaries with your kids? Like in terms of their relationship with, with technology. Okay. Those are really good questions. So I, I have a problem. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> it's really hard for me. It is really hard for me. Um, I am a person who, um, look, I have undiagnosed ADHD. And so I really, I need to sitting to watch a show is terrible for me. I do not like to sit and watch television. I don't like to do it. I like to do it if I can do something else. Like even as a kid, I remember I would have a book with me and I'd be reading while we'd watch TV, which is annoying because then if I'm half listening, I'm constantly asking people questions that I would 100% know the answer to if I would stop trying to read a book while I watch a TV show. And then that has evolved. And now I don't, usually it's not a book anymore if we are sitting together because my husband does like to watch TV and movies and stuff. And if we are, I'm on my phone half the time and it's really hard for me. And I have to make a dedicated like decision like, I am putting it down and I am turning it off um, because yeah, I'm very, I, I really want that kind of stimulation. It's boring for me to just sit there and watch something. Now, outside of that, that piece of it, um, the business part for me in the past few years, Marcy, I really related to what you said. Um, you were talking about needing to prove yourself. And for me, that has been very specific to this business I'm building because it was so outside of my comfort zone and such a really outside of my personality thing to do that since the beginning, I have felt a very strong need to prove that I was going to be successful at this. And what that meant in my mind was that I just had to work. Like I had to keep working. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, it's not unusual for me to work 17, 18 hour days. Like I just work right now. Up Up until my vacation. And this is one of the big revelations that came to me on my vacation. Ladies, I, and I did that specifically leading into my vacation because I needed to get ready for my vacation and get everything just set. And I couldn't be behind. I had to be ahead. And, and so 
by the time I got on my vacation, I was flat out exhausted. Like I had worked so many hours and with so little sleep for so many days, it took me three days of my vacation to like feel like rested enough. And then after a few days of like, just relaxing, I was like, I should be able to feel like this on a normal day. I should not constantly be tired and worried and needing to work. And so I've, I've made some big shifts. Uh, I made some plans to make big shifts and I've started this week. Yeah, so girl. That's I'll amazing. have to let you know how that goes moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a big hindrance to me um, being present because I'm always worried about what I need to get done. And then specifically with the technology um, with my kids, the one big rule we have with them is we don't, we don't have electronics at the kitchen table. Like when we're having dinner, we have family dinner. And to this day, it's like a big surprise to everybody. <laughs> Though it's always been the rule. I'm still sitting there saying, put your phone down. We don't have phones at the kitchen table. Yeah. That's just how, that's just how teenagers are. They still, they're still going to try and break the rules, even if, if it's pretty clear. <laughs> Adults so. will too, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I find that having really clear boundaries, like out of sight, out of mind is the only way that works for me. And it's mm. like, when I do dedicated focused work, I put my phone in airplane mode. Um, or I put it in another room. Like I don't even let myself have the option to get distracted. And yeah. same with like evening and morning. I just have rules. I'm like, I don't touch my phone between 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that means I miss texts. And sometimes that means I miss phone calls. And that's fine because people that are calling me and like, if it was an emergency, they would find a way to contact me. And chances are it's not. And it's like my sanity is worth <laughs> giving myself half of the day to not be on my phone, especially when we are all on our phones for work. Like we use our phone very differently than a quote unquote normal person that's not using their phone for work um, yeah. like, or using Instagram for work, I should say. Um, and so I've, I've had to just make really clear boundaries because it was just get, I was just in my DMs. I was responding to comments 24 seven. I'm like, this is not helping me at all. Mm-hmm. This is not. So ever since I started putting those policies in place, I feel like my life has gotten so much better. I've had so much more clarity and been able to help my clients more. Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine that. I'm hoping that will be the case with my new boundaries for myself. Hell yeah, girl. Yeah, you for you. made your way back to us. I'm so glad you're here. Quick, before you disappear again. <laughs> what is going on right now? I don't know where we are in the conversation. I'm not being present because I'm just skipping out of the podcast. <laughs> But no, it's not I, for lack of trying. I know they, they, for some reason you keep cutting out and disappearing, but you're here. So tell us, um, talk to us about being present in your own life. How has that, um, is that something you've had to work on? Is it something that has come naturally to you? Talk to us about that. Yeah, so I think, so I think I've kind of gone in waves with the whole being present thing. I think when I was a youngster and kind of up into my early teens, I was always very good at being present with kind of myself and life and everyone around me. And then as I progressively got older and I became more aware of um, how uncomfortable I was actually just being present with your with myself. Um, and also as more and more distractions kind of entered into my life, I found myself being less and less present. And then introducing Instagram into the mix, however many years ago, um, it was actually one of my brothers that said to me that every time they saw me, I was just completely not in the moment with anyone. I was just always distracted. Like Sam was saying, the, feeling the pressure to post three times a day, answer DMs, comments, all of the things. Like my life absolutely depended on it. Um, 
And so that is something that I've had to work on over the last few years because I was like, you never get these moments back. So like for me to be with family, for me to be with people around me and to not really be in that moment, like there is this point in time when I may look back on that and be like, why was I like not there? Why was I not listening more? Why was I not kind of really enjoying every moment with this person? All because I felt the need to be on social social media um, so much. And then when it came to being like present with myself, I mean, similar to Marcy and Sam, I, I wasn't happy with my reality. I wasn't happy with the relationship that I had for myself. So I did everything in my power when I was on my own to not be present with myself, to distract, to numb, to just do anything, to, not just, to just not have to sit with what was going on in my um, head and in my life because like Sam said, that felt uncomfortable. And I knew that I, if I sat with it long enough, I was gonna have to do something about it. And the thought of you know doing something about it was scary as anything. And I was just like, and I didn't know what to do. Like it was a really confusing kind of mentally draining place to actually be living in. Um, and you know, it's only when over the last few years when I've started doing a lot more of this kind of self-reflection and really learning about myself and what was going on that I've been able to get to a point where I can now sit in a, a room and be really present with myself and not feel the need to run away from what is going on in my head. Um, and I can, I can actually do that. I can actually just sit quietly and just enjoy silence like complete silence and be wow. comfortable with that. So, um, but you know, it's, it's something like Sam said, it's a daily practice. Like you have to keep an eye on it. I have to be very intentional. So I always set the intention that being present is something that I am going to do. Cause if you don't set an intention for something, then it's, you know, you're kind of just leaving it to chance that you might remember to do it and it might just happen and we know that that's not how we work as human beings you have to be intentional and you know myself now with social media or with quite a lot of stuff in my life I question why am I why am I doing that and if there isn't a good reason for me to be like sitting on social media then I'm not doing it like so I make a chance, if I'm going to go on social media, I'm like, I'm going on for half an hour to absorb some content, to just see what's going on. And then I'm coming off. I'm not just sitting here, just kind of scrolling through it. Yeah, that's yeah, fantastic. That's fantastic. Those are two Those are really good practical things that people can do to start with, you know, set the intention that you're going to be present and give yourself boundaries around electronics and social media. Let's talk some more specifics, ladies. What are other things that you have done or have seen as good strategies that people can use to become and practice becoming more present? Who wants to hit first? I think for me, uh, and this was almost not intentional, I just found that it's kind of been a byproduct of this journaling practice that I have started more so in quarantine. I, I do a practice called Journal Speak, and I took the course to learn how to do it about probably a month into the whole lockdown thing and because you know I love I see the value in journaling and I would see Sarah doing it and I actually shared this in my stories yesterday because I put a picture up of my journal every morning just so people can see like I am being consistent with this and 
I said, you know, for a long time, I avoided it because I didn't know what to write. I thought it had to be perfect. And it was almost like this paralyzing feeling. And then now doing this process that I do, which is essentially just 20 minutes of what the woman who teaches it calls rage on the page. So you pick one topic of something that is going on in your life. And it's either a childhood experience, something about your personality that you, that bothers you or something in your present day that is going on that is causing you some type of frustration or anger, resentment, whatever the case. And yeah, you just write about it for 20 minutes. And I feel like allowing myself the opportunity to get present with what I am actually feeling and being able to release that kind of takes the power away from those thoughts. So I'm not always in my head throughout the day or I don't feel the need to distract myself when those thoughts come up because I do it first thing in the morning. So it's like, okay, I've released that. Not to say that other things don't trigger me throughout the day, but they do. And I've kind of found myself over, I would say maybe the past month, just automatically sitting in silence more without necessarily being intentional about it. So I have long been someone who needs to be like plugged into something all of the time. So I'm always listening to a podcast. I'm, you know, scrolling, I'm watching a YouTube video. It's like, I'm always like trying to like take in so much information. And I think part of it is just that like, I'm in, uh, I like learning and I like, you know, growth and all that. So I want to take in, in all that information, but I do think it was probably a distraction. Um, sometimes I wonder if I even have like a little bit of social anxiety because I'll notice myself in social situations like, oh, I don't really want to be here. So I'll like look at my phone or, you know, whatever. Um, and even like going out for my walks, I always have to have a podcast in and sometimes my head, like my noise canceling headphones will die or my phone will die on my walk. And I like get this like anxious, like, oh my gosh, like it's going to be so uncomfortable to finish like the next 10 minutes, like not listening to something. Um, but yeah, lately I found myself just either like listening to music more um, because that's kind of soothing or just not having anything on and noticing how nice it is. And like, oh, I can sit here. I can be present with my feelings and like nothing bad is going to happen. And I actually feel way better. Um, and I got in that habit too. I know we were talking about it, about grabbing my phone and immediately like looking at Instagram and starting my morning or my day off in reaction mode. And I've been trying to be better about it. I overslept today and I woke up and I had like all of these notifications, like WhatsApp, um, Instagram, Facebook, seven text messages. And I immediately, because I was already feeling behind, was like, I have to respond to all of these right? Um, and yeah, it just like, it did not set my day off on the right foot. But when I allow myself not to do that, it's amazing how much better I feel. So just like creating that space and being really mindful and, and notice like noticing that one, I feel better. And two, like, I'm really not missing out on anything. <laughs> yeah. I think that's part of what it was for me too. It was like, oh, I'm going to miss out on something. I'm going to miss out on a good piece of content. <laughs> you know, whatever. I think that's a real like worry of a lot of people, even if they don't realize it. I bet hearing you say that, they'll be like, oh yeah, me too. I can relate to that. Sam, how about you? What are some yeah. practical things? I think, well, I think Marcy, like, thank you for sharing all that you did. I can relate on so many levels. And I think the social anxiety 
um, for me is huge. Like even at, even though I'm an outgoing person, I think one of my stories, well, two of my stories are like, I don't fit in and I'm not good enough. And so in social settings, I would do things because I would feel that way. And the thing I would do would be eating. Like I would just eat to basically numb those feelings. And so I can relate. And so instead of the phone scrolling, it was like just numbing the, that discomfort of mm-hmm. like, I'm not like these people. They don't get me. No one understands me. I'm not good enough. Like I'm going to just put myself in this corner. And um, so I can relate. And I just wanted to say thank you for sharing that. Um, but I think for me, the really the big thing has been the phone, like just putting the phone down. And I used to carry my phone with me everywhere so I could track my steps. And so I could have music and podcasts. And I just found that like, I was chronically over consuming and it wasn't moving my life ahead because I was not able to integrate it. So like, that's the difference between like, knowing you should be doing something and then actually implementing it is like what's called embodiment. And if you don't actually integrate it and let it land and then then you apply it, then all of the knowledge you're taking in is just fucking useless. It's in your head and it's taking up space mm-hmm. and you can only consume so much. And so I think like for me and my own like personal growth, the past six months um, after starting with my coach Amanda, I have learned so much about myself and about emotions and mindset and a business and health and like all, all these things. And I was feeling so overwhelmed and it was, I was like trying to keep up with all the stuff. And what I realized is like, the only way for me to keep up is to realize that like, I'm never going to keep up and who am I trying to keep up with? Mm -hmm. And it was this like, oh my gosh, like I've been just subconsciously comparing myself to where everyone else is at. And like, I'm here and I have to let this land and just be still. So I think on like on a practical sense, um, I now almost rarely uh, go for a walk with my headphones, which is crazy. I was all, I was so obsessed with like podcast music, blah, blah, blah. I have intentional times. I do a morning walk, like a 20 minute walk. And that's with a podcast or something like motivational, but all my other walks and all my other time outside is me. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, wow, this tree. And I just kind of get lost in these like little daydreaming moments. And I swear that's where all my good ideas happen. It's like Mm -hmm. when you're in the shower right? You, all your, all your good ideas come to you in the shower. It's because your phone's not with you. It's because you're, <laughs> you're like washing your body and like, what else do you have to think about? Right. Yeah. Also you get the downloads and I get my downloads in nature when I'm not trying to have the downloads or have the ahas or have the solutions. You don't create solutions. They come to you. I strongly believe that. Mm-hmm. And they only come to me during like breath work. I don't really meditate that much because it's, it just, I don't really like it that much. I love doing breath work and I love walking. So I'm going to do those two. And that's where I've had so many ahas. I love walking mm-hmm. into nature and sitting under a tree or like I've been sitting on random people's like front stoops and I'm just sitting and I just <laughs> watch people walk by the sidewalk and just, I just sit there. I sit with Heffy and like, he's a, he has helped me slow down so much because he doesn't want to go on these long ass walk hike things that I want to do. So he kind of forces me and it's, it's really good because just like Kurt has helped me to slow down and chill. Effie is next level. 
So I think just having, going into moments intentionally not to do anything, just to like Mm -hmm. be there. That's my biggest advice. Mm -hmm. Carve out a window in your day, even five minutes to just sit Mm -hmm. and look out the window at the trees and watch the world go by. It's so- I love that. I actually, I can so relate to that, Sam, Uh, the part you were talking about, about being in nature and doing nothing. That was a big deal for me on my vacation because I didn't have my phone out, right? We're literally in the water, right? You can't bring your phone in the ocean. And we were there, we were there for so long. And I was thinking like, this is actually feels really good. And then, you know, I'd sit on the beach without it. And I would read a book or just like looking around. And what I realized is I just, I felt so much better. I felt so much more present being outside without the distraction of the electronics. And so that's one of the big changes I've made is I plan on being outside more um, throughout the day, not, and I go on a lot of walks. You guys see me on my stories on a lot of walks, but I go on walks and I use it as time to work. Like I talk to my clients on video chat, like as I work and maybe I'll still do that. um, But I will be adding an additional time when I don't do that, that I'm specifically outside not doing that. And So that's a big one for me is being in nature um, really helps me to be present. And the other one, it might seem kind of odd at first when I say it, but I'm telling you, it was a big one for me that I realized, and that is getting enough sleep. It is really hard to be present when you are so friggin' tired. (laughs) Like you're not thinking about what's happening around you and connecting with people and talking to people because you're just so tired. And that's where I've been for, I don't know. Forever. Two years. <laughs> it's pretty much my permanent state is I'm just tired, everyone. I'm just tired. Yeah. And so getting a glimpse of what it feels like to feel refreshed, I was just like, ah, I want that. And so being well-rested and being outside um, are huge. Yeah. I'm like and, such a freak about my sleep. I don't know about you guys. I like, I have to get like eight and a half hours <laughs> I'm so high maintenance with my sleep, but I yeah. I can't function. I show up and I'm like I'm comatose. I'm like, well, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> eight is my eight is my gonna be my um, eight is going to be my non-negotiable. Oh yeah, that's just it. Eight. All right. Well, we don't have Sarah back with us, and that's too bad. Cause I bet she'd have some great strategies for us. So. Maybe we can add some into the caption. All right, ladies, thanks so much for being here and for all of your input and for really opening up and sharing things that I know aren't easy to talk about. And I think that everything that you've all talked about, people are going to so relate to it. They're going to listen and be like, "I, that's me. So thank you. You're welcome. We love you guys. And yeah, thanks so much for listening. Yeah. All right. We will catch you next episode. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious, and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review, and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. We love you, we appreciate you, and we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode. Four women, one mission. We are the Decades of Strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.